welcome back to the show, Rara Reviews. I'm Abby. Last time we told you about the Mitchells versus the Machines, and we are hoping you've had a chance to go out and find it. If not, stop listening and come back when you have. We are about to go full spoilers up to the end, so you have been warned. We have Eva, Izzy and Freya back in the studio to share with us what they loved about the Mitchells versus the Machines. Welcome back, Eva. What did you love about the film? I loved how Katie and the dad have a song, Live Your Life by T.I. and Rihanna. It's really funny how they do it for the family talent quest. I loved the end especially where the Robertson number three non-slip screwdrivers save the day. Yeah, and like one of them got it for a sweet 16th, another one for the anniversary and then for like another birthday and they all had the same um, screwdriver and they all came, like they're like, why are we going to need this? And they were pocket sized, but then at the end um, when they actually needed them it like saved the day but not in like that cheesy way. There is also really, really good foreshadowing. And I love how the only creepy part with the gigantic bird thing and the bird little bird toys. It's Furby. The Furbies are disturbies. Can you explain more what foreshadowing means? Foreshadowing is when they show something in, earlier in the film that doesn't seem of like importance. And then later in the film, then it's really important and it like saves the day or helps them save the day. So the screwdriver helped them save the day. Like with the um, little moose that she had was foreshadowing with a wooden one because it was off their first house. And it didn't really have any meaning, but then later on it brought back like lots of old memories and was a very emotional part of the movie, you could say. Yeah, I didn't really like that part because I don't like sappy slash emotional movies, but then that's just me. So if you like kind of sappy slash emotional slash comedy comedy slash action slash if you like yeah any kind of movie (laughs) yeah this is like tons and tons of different movies mashed in one but only the tiniest tiniest bit of horror i also loved doug the pug because he couldn't see properly as you probably heard if you listened to the first part of the podcast he's just like really cute monchi is the most adorable loving little thing you could ever want and he's very goofy yes and i love dog cop dog cop is a key part of the movie from for monchi and another cool example of foreshadowing is at the start of the movie monchi tries and tries and tries to look straight but he can't and then at the end of the movie he has to look straight to save the day yeah Another part I really loved about Dog Cop was when they were um, captured and the dad hadn't really watched it because he didn't believe that it could do- make a, f- a proper career for her. And then he saw her, um, his neighbour in the capture thing watching it on their screen and then he realised that it could and it, it will. Yeah, and he didn't really know how many people watched it and how popular it was. Yeah, it was amazing, like, how many people loved it. She was like, she didn't, the movies didn't seem of any significance, but they're just, like, really important and they bring the family together. Yeah, and they, like, came up when you wouldn't expect them to. Like, they'd bring in her little movies in very unique ways. Thanks for being on the show today, Eva. I had a great time talking to you. Me too. Thank you. Please welcome our second guest of the day, Izzy. Hi. Hi. (laughs) What's the main thing you loved? 
or how original it was. I mean, like, sure, everyone's, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have done a robot apocalypse, but they haven't done it with a dysfunctional family in a car on a road trip. Tell me more about what else makes it so much more original than all the other movies and films. Well, the animation with the doodles and the little movies put in, but also just some of the scenes, like, one of a kind. Um, The fact that Aaron is embarrassed around Abby, the daughter of the Posies, because they both share the love of dinosaurs, is hilarious. And throughout the movie, Katie gets Rick to kiss Monchi, and at the end of the movie, she pretends to die, and she's like, come closer. And then she holds up the dog, and Rick kisses Monchi for, like, the fifth time. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, one of a kind scenes. What do you believe the heart of the story is? Well, at the start of the movie, you just get that Katie and Rick don't have a very good relationship. And when Rick breaks her computer, or well, it it breaks, and he was about to apologise to her, but then he sees this little wooden moose figure. And then he goes back and watches all these old movies of Katie as like a toddler. And they had a really good relationship, which is so different from the one that they had. That little wooden moose that he, he gave that to Katie when she was a toddler to make her feel better. And that moose is from because he wanted to live in the wilderness in a cabin made of wood that he made entirely himself. And they were about to leave because he wants to start a family and they can't do that in the cabin. So he takes a little wooden moose and gives it to Katie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, when they were leaving, Katie was in like the back of the car, but she was only like two. And he pulled it off the barrister out the front of the stairs and just put it in her lap. And it's like this wooden moose. But it's like, a, it's like a block one. Yeah. He, at the very beginning of the story, he puts it in her backpack. And at the end of the story, when they get captured, she pulls the moose out. And she's like, let's do this. In the middle of the movie, Katie says she tries to hype Rick up. But then she tells Aaron that she was just doing that so that they could save the world. But they do begin to learn to communicate and understand each other. And by the end of the movie, they're, they're quite, like... Close. They have yeah they've, they're close they've formed a relationship again, and like the like the moral of the story between Katie and Rick is that Rick loves Katie and he kind of dropped the that he wanted to go in the woods for her, but um he just doesn't know how to show it because he doesn't really know how to communicate with her now that she's all grown up, and Katie learns that as well as having her people at college which are her friends her family is always going to be her people. Yeah, what's one of your favorite scenes in the movie? Well, I really like the the Monchi that kisses Rick all the time but also when he brings them to the one-star restaurant and they all throw up and also when he brings them on that like four-hour long donkey ride up a mountain and they get trapped and a helicopter has to come in and save them and it says no animals are harmed in the making of this film. (laughs) Yeah. What do you like about the way that they like wrapped up the story at the end? Well obviously the end had like a lot of bits to it but the one the bit that I really liked is they took a picture of the family that like saved the world and it was obviously them but it's a picture of them falling over and it goes on the magazine and Katie's like mum this is this is a picture of us that isn't really good and the mum goes no I like it. Thanks for coming today Izzy it's been great talking to you. Thank you. Please welcome our third and final guest today, Freya. Hi. What do you love about the Mitchells versus the Machines? I liked um, how in one of the scenes Munchie was there and Katie had put Munchie on top of the car and um, they were speeding along and the robot couldn't decide whether it was a dog or a pig 
or a loaf of bread? Yeah, the loaf of bread kind of surprised me. Like, I understand because it's a pug, the pig and the dog, but the loaf of bread because it's colour and it, no offence, but it's kind of fat. I also like how the um, mum at the end of it got spare parts from, like, robots and put them on her body as, like, armour and then went around destroying them because to protect Aaron. Yeah, that was cool. Mum rage mode. <laughs> Mum rage mode. <laughs> Is there anything that, like, surprised you and you didn't expect about the film? That Katie, I feel like she was very relatable for me because usually I can't, like, relate to characters, but she's yeah. very relatable, yeah. She's got lots of things different people can relate to her about. Yeah. What do you think about the villain or app assistant, you could call it pal? I feel kind of bad because she... Um, was this man's best digital friend and then he kind of like threw her away for those amazing new robots that ended up taking over the world. Yeah, because she um, hacked into them and yeah. then um, she like turned them evil because they were meant to be like a bigger version of her that could do like chores. But yeah, I felt bad because that guy kind of ditched her and then he kind of started the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was like, oh, oh this isn't my fault. Yeah. That was kind of funny because if you'd watched the movie, you'd know it was like 100%, 99% his fault. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the way that Pal was destroyed? Well, it's quite funny because um, Pal's a phone, so it was destroyed in the way that we end up cracking our phones, like dropping it or like putting it in a glass of water, which happens to Pal. Yeah, it's pretty funny because most of those things we do on accident and then they were trying to do it on purpose. Yeah. Furbies are these toys from like the 90s and they're like these bird animal creatures what you could like they you were meant to talk them and they're kind of freaky looking what do you think about the scene that they came up in well the Mitchells are running away from these like giant Furbies and then it's got the um this thing called biggest Furby in the world oh, yeah. and then the Furby goes evil and starts chasing them and then all the like the normal sized ones um follow the yeah. largest ones um lead and the normal sized ones I feel like were bigger than they would normally be to scale in the movie yeah what made the bigger ones seem even bigger yeah the big one was de- Definitely the slowest. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely slower, but it had much more power. Yeah, it's also very freaky. People like, yeah, they're kind of weird and creepy. But didn't they like make their eyes glow red? Yeah, they made them glow red and have those like red veins in it. It was really creepy. Thank you for coming for here. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. This week's show was hosted by me, Abby, recorded and edited by Alfie and Freya. Our guests were Izzy, Eva and Freya. Thanks as always to CJ and Tavaro Intermediate for supporting the show. Our theme music is by Nicholas Ulstrom. You can follow our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to catch all of our episodes when they drop. Tune in next time to hear a new recommendation from the students at Raro. But before we go, here's one more quick pick from each of us. Eva? Um, My quick pick is the Scythe series by Neil Shusterman. It is such a good series with lots and lots of things and he doesn't leave anything out. Izzy? I recommend um, Black Panther because of the cool storyline. Freya? 
I recommend Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children book series because it's funny and it's a bit of a thriller. Freya, I recommend Star Trek Voyager because it's about a starship that's trying to get back home to Earth. Elfie, I recommend Harry Potter because it's about lots of different people trying to work together. CJ, I recommend playing the game Camel Up with your family. It's a game where you're betting against camels that are racing in a really, really fun way. And last but not least, my quick pick is 13th Reality, which is a book series and this boy gets like a letter and then he goes on like this big adventure and like gets transported to places and a 13th Reality is in danger. That's all for us this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.